We're breaking down our biggest takeaways from the quarterbacks in week one of the preseason today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. Joe, I, I trust you know where my random cold open is going. Oh, boy. I don't. Happy National Pukunakua scores a touchdown uh, day. You know when I watched the Stetson Bennett and I thought to myself, I'm going to make a comment about Pukunakua. He got a touchdown, a couple others as well. And then you you beat me right to the punch. Yeah. We planned out the entire show. We're supposed to talk about Anthony Richardson and nope. Bryce Young to start. And Kyle said, you know what? Pukunakua, I'm sliding Puka it in there. scored a touchdown. What's the bet that he's the number wide receiver two for the for the Rams? Uh, yes, that's the bet. Wide receiver two. Look at you falling right into the don't overreact to preseason. You oh, know what I mean? You, you always you. know any preseason action that affirms your priors, you get to stand on top of the table yeah. and scream from the mountaintops. That's the way right. it goes. That's where the cookie crumbles. And all I'm saying is Puka Nakua has played in one career NFL game, and he mm. averages one touchdown per game. The, on pace the, for the greatest touchdown score in the history of the NFL. The Puka Nakua people, the Deuce Vaughn people, the Tank Dell people, they yeah. are just, they're all having a parade together right now. The Justin Fields people? Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting situation there because statistically unbelievable, but like negative air yards, if, which do we want to, okay. do we want to tuck him into others? I mean, he wasn't a name that originally came up, but like, do we want to see if we have time to get to, to sure. Justin? If we, if we get time to talk about his behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. <laughs> I love Justin Fields. It's just not, Same. I'm not clinging to that as my big, oh, yeah, it's all coming together, baby. It's nice to know that he's got some players that can make plays around him. So it's good. It's nice to see he's got some players that can make plays around him, although you do wish he had a player like Puka Nakua. You know, every every quarterback does. Every, every quarterback needs a Puka Nakua. And if the Rams get like, 40 other players to 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 go like Puka Nakua. With, with Puka Nakua. Yeah, they, they you know they had a chance this year. So anyway, we're planning on talking about the young quarterback performances throughout the course of the preseason. There was a lot of young quarterback play, a lot of interesting performances for better or for worse. So where do you want to start? You want to start with the number one overall pick? Wanna do the Bryce Young thing, get that one done? Yeah, I guess the, the the right hand third here does say young quarterback mm, preseason play. Wow, wow. I didn't do that. Incredible, on incredible. Um, yeah, and I it, what I like about this conversation is we have that the CJ Stroud performance to kind of like be mindful of as we consider yeah. the rest of these rookie quarterbacks. But I mean, Bryce Young, what he, he was in there for a few series, the offensive line was pretty bad. But I think my prevailing thought with Bryce Young was just how quickly he got the ball out of his hands. I think it was like 2.11 seconds average time to throw. I mean, he was just – he was – I thought his eyes were in the right spots and he got the ball out quick, which 
one of my biggest concerns about Bryce Young was this combination of small and slow triggered, right? I mean, in Alabama, holding the ball for over three seconds per throw, um, you could see that he's already uh, recalibrating a little bit and trying to get that ball out quick. And, and obviously, I mean, it's a very small bite-sized sample of of him, but I think that was probably the most encouraging component of what I saw from Bryce Young. You mean we shouldn't change our perceptions on six pass attempts in week one of the preseason? No. It is that that number is 2.11 by the way, average time to throw for Bryce. Um, I thought he, I thought he shined in pre-snap. I don't know about you, but the, the kind of that process of getting up to the line of scrimmage and seeing what the picture is that the defense gives you and eliminating certain routes based off of your yeah. coverage shell and like allowing yeah. him to, to work through all of your possible combinations to allow him to get the ball out in 2.11 seconds. I think that's the thing that you hear so many people talk about Bryce Young and the intelligence that he has. And I think that area of his game um, is something that leaning into that is going to be a strength for Carolina and is is really something that externally, those of us who ex- evaluate on the, the exterior are always going to have a hard time properly gauging with prospects because we don't sit down and do like the chalkboards and the interviews and all that kind of stuff. But like usually when that kind of buzz and fanfare is there, you're kind of seeing why, right? As compared to you think about the other highly drafted Alabama quarterbacks is a great contrast of, of guys who in Jalen hurts needed to go play with Lincoln Riley to kind of evolve his passing skills and, Tuatunga Valoa is a little bit more RPO heavy, and he's had to work on building up his pre-snap diagnosis skills. Well, and then Mac has that fanfare, but he's nowhere near the athlete or the quick trigger um, that Bryce Young is. And now you have Bryce Young, who, for all of the enthusiasm that I have, I still think it's worth just saying he got rocked a couple of times. Like big hits, mm-hmm. light of throwing the ball out in two point one one seconds. So that's just, I think, the, if you're going to put a black cloud over the silver lining that we've been talking about, that's where I'm most apprehensive about what we saw in the first preseason game for Bryce. Interesting contrast, right? Two point one one seconds for Bryce Young. We talk about the CJ Stroud line, right? Because he just happened to be first. You know, his yeah. average time to throw was in his debut. Uh, I bet it was long three, eight, four, three, eight. Yeah, we can't. That's, I mean, it's, it's seven pa- or oh, four pass, seven dropbacks, seven dropbacks. We, that's not a world anybody can live in. No, you, you um, will not survive in the NFL with that right. speed, but study the stats, right? To, to quote the great Doug Whaley, study the stats. And, um, I think it's pretty clear the, the pre-snap, the processing really favored what Bryce Young was able to demonstrate. Kyle, I guess this might be a hot take. Maybe not. Um, the best first-round rookie quarterback that I watched was Anthony Richardson from the Colts, making his debut against the Bills, going up against the Bills starters for uh, two, at least two series. I know uh, he played a little bit further into the game. Um, but, I mean, Anthony Richardson, he airmailed an interception. There's no question. He, he was didn't have himself set. He just kind of lobbed one out there, was picked off by Dane Jackson. But, I thought he was able to find some level of rhythm. And and for, for Richardson, it's important. Like he started 13 games in college, right? 
and and we kind of felt like the the curve was the steepest for him. But for him to come in on the road in Buffalo against starters to find some level of rhythm, I thought was impressive. You saw him use his athleticism a little bit, and his best throw was dropped. Uh, Alec Pierce, it was a beautiful corner route, uh, corner throw, and it was tight coverage by Saran Neal, but a better throw that put it perfectly for Alec Pierce, and it went right through his hands. It might have been a touchdown pass, and so like his best throw was dropped. So I thought you saw the best combination of like the physical traits showing up, but also a guy that you had some big questions about showing himself to have some comfort and have some rhythm about him, despite, you know, an egregious interception. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the upside sell there with, with Richardson is obvious. And if he's going to have any level of consistency with uh, kind of the operations elements of, of, NFL play, I think it's the potential goes through the roof, right? And I think this is a nice first step for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think, like I said, to me, maybe, I mean, maybe some of the other non-first-round quarterbacks you can make a case for, but I thought of of Stroud, Richardson, and Young. And folks, get used to it. We're going to mention those three together for a long yep. time. That's just the world we tied live in the, the NFL. They will be tied at the hip. Round one, for whatever it means in the preseason, to me goes to Anthony Richardson folks August is here you know what that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month so get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy underdog it is the easiest place to play fantasy football and it's the best place for best ball I love best ball here's what you do you do one live snake draft then there's no waivers there's no trades and Underdog sets your best lineup every single week, and you could try it out now with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, which is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, folks, that winner drafted their team in July, so there's no reason for you to wait around. Check it out. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store sign up with our promo code locked on if you do that you'll get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks that's underdogfantasy.com check them out in the app store use that promo code locked on to double your first deposit up to 100 dollars. so we did the 2023 quarterbacks 2022 quarterbacks had a number of guys that went uh the two guys that are Penciled into starting jobs are Kenny Pickett and Sam Howe, I think, who is a uh, fascinating case study and is going to continue to be a fascinating case study. Uh, Sam Howe is. Do you want to start with Kenny dropping that dime on that that bang route to George Pickens yeah. to thread it and Pickens doing the the rest of the work? Do you want to start yeah, with well, Howe? Let's, let's start there because that's, that's all I saw from that game. Okay. Uh, yeah. So... But that throw, really good, good finish by George Pickens. I felt like George Pickens was didn't have a lot of juice though after the, after he caught that ball. I was a little surprised, man. Were we expecting George to have a lot of juice? I was hoping so. Or it's just the the urban legend of George Pickens with all of the training camp videos and highlight reel catches skewing your expectations it's just it's no the george pickens con we got to have a george pickens conversation at okay. some point that's, because that's the 
the the catches are spectacular. The hands, the body control are spectacular. But is this guy going to be a consistent separator? Is, is he going to really warrant a lot of volume? Just I don't know, man. He especially kind of makes a, me nervous. Especially in a Pittsburgh offense that with Matt Canada is not necessarily on the cutting edge of how NFL passing offenses work, right? Sure. Um, Kenny had a couple other nice plays in this game. He had one. It was a third down conversion uh, inside move by the left end coming and folding inside of the right tackle. And Kenny seamlessly feels that works off of his spot, puts a nice throw right on the sidelines to convert on third down after it was the third play of the possession. Uh, for Kenny Pickett. And then I thought that that touchdown pass, I thought was a really nice job of Kenny by using his eyes. Uh, so he takes his drop, right? I thought this was the high level play from, from Kenny Pickett was the touchdown pass to Pickens because his eyes are left, but as he gets to the top of his drop, he's aligned to throw right. So like that entire way he's using that, what what Madden was that with the vision cone? Mm, I hated it though. I like the vision cone. Ooh, because you always just held the right trigger down, and then all you had to do was double tap the button you wanted to throw to, and it would the first time you hit it would flip it to your receiver, and then you could just immediately throw it. So I didn't use the vision. I didn't use like the right stick to try to like move my vision cone. I'm just like I'm. It's gonna go wherever it's gonna go, and I'm gonna read the whole field, and then just hold the right trigger down and then hit my button twice and I'll throw it to him. I have, I have a sidebar if that's okay. Okay. Cause you brought up Madden. Yep. And I've, I've wrestled with like, is this Are the year? Doing it? Yeah. Are is this the year? Josh Allen's on the cover. I mean, you probably should because Josh Allen's on the cover, but then the whole thing is like, okay, do I get a game box and do I now incorporate into my life playing Madden or playing video games? And I've made a decision. Not doing it. Oh, you're not doing it? No, I'm not doing it. And and I'll tell you what, you know what's funny about it is if you look behind me, you would see the place, I don't know, PlayStation 3. Wait, it doesn't even have a cord. The game box. The game box behind me. There's a stack of books under it that I would like to read. It's growing. It's a growing and so what am I gonna do? I, I'm I'm not reading as much as I'd like to. And I'm gonna incorporate playing these video games into my my schedule. I'd like to stretch more, you know what I mean? I'd like to do more organizational things play, around the house. Play, play Madden. Can you? Sure. I Sit on know, the man. floor. Do some butterfly <laughs> stretches. <laughs> put some put some dumbbells on my uh, knees and really yeah. get that groin stretch out. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I'm out. I'm out. So there it is. Oh. There's the official. We'll, we'll we'll see if we can revisit and and peer pressure you. Um, that throw from Kenny Pickett. The fact that his eyes worked left and he created the throwing window to throw that ball. He moved that linebacker that was in the intermediate area of the field and then gets to the top of his drop and he's lined up to throw and he puts that thing right on the money and puts that as a heater. I thought that was the impressive, most impressive part of the touchdown pass uh, for Kenny Pickett. So while George Pickens did a lot of the work after the catch, I think Kenny created the optimal throw and the crease for George to hit to score on the play. Things things are encouraging with Kenny Pickett, I think, yes. collectively, right? Like just the way he finished last year, showing up strong. I feel good if you're a Steelers fan that you feel like you got your quarterback. Sure. It's a good sure. thing. Um, 
how about Sam Howell with Washington? Started off a little bit rough. Offensive line did not help him at all to start it's the game. Be, get used to it. Right. So And the line was Leno at left tackle, Chris Ball at left guard, Nick Gates at center, Sam Cosme at right guard, and Andrew Wiley at right tackle. That's that's their guys, right? That's, that's your starting guys. Yeah, so they that's they blocked for Sam Howell. Um, and I thought the offensive line was extremely rough to start the game. And then was a third series, things got cooking a little bit more. Um, hit the, was it the touchdown to Dotson as well? Saw some mobility, some rollouts from not Sam. A good, not a good throw. Good, good play by John, but yeah. Um, I don't. I think it was like okay. You know, I think I think my biggest concern with Sam Howell is I love the receivers, but is this offensive line going to give him his best opportunity and, and a really unique opportunity that he has? Like. I don't. I, the thing with Sam Howell is the investment's not very big, so the leash is pretty short, right? Right. And, and it's just a it's a tough ask for him to step in here and, and play his best football and do so to like convince that he's the the answer for them well, because they got not only is it like a long term question, but it's a short term question because Jacoby Brissett's waiting in the wings for the first time that he needs to go in. And no pressure, Sam Howell, but like. There's a lot of people whose jobs with this organization are riding on how this season plays. And yes. Sam's the number one variable of that. It's a very unenviable position for a fifth round quarterback to be walking into. But I, I think you saw all the things that make Sam exciting. I think you saw some arm talent. I think you saw some mobility. I think you saw mm-hmm. an ability to create outside of structure a little bit. Um, it's just the sustainability and the the variability of that week to week is, is going to be the hard part, I think, for Washington to have them have the kind of season that's going to warrant not making sweeping changes throughout the organization with new ownership now coming in. Yeah, that's an eval year, right? Yep. Yeah, it's for everybody. That's tough. Uh, is there anything else we want to get here in these 2022 quarterbacks? Um. It's like Bailey Zappi. We saw that on Thursday. Malik Willis. He was okay. He was okay. Better than Will Levis was for sure. I I assume they're going to roster three of them shortly, right? Yeah. I mean, what Malik was a three and Will was a two that they traded up for. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to stick around three and they should, they should. Matt Corral got some run after he, he missed all the last year, right? He, uh, foot injury, right? Was a Liz Frank, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he played particularly well. Uh, we saw Skylar Thompson. Play I know who legend. didn't play particularly well, and it was Skylar Thompson. Almost won in Buffalo in the wild card <laughs> round, though. <laughs> right. Right. I think right. if a different quarterback was in there, they might have won the game. All right. Let's go. All right, football season, it's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So if you want to go to FanDuel and pick the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, every time they win a regular season game, you get bonus bets, and you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props. I love the player props. I used to get in on this uh all the time with like uh receptions you know the little slot receivers three and a half give me the over every time on that so check them out they got over unders they got a lot more than that so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with america's number one sports book that's fanduel.com slash locked on i'm doing something so go ahead and oh 
invoke whatever of the others. It could be prior to 2022 and 2023 first round. It could be 2023 guys who were not first round quarterbacks, but I'm doing something. And not like that skit where the guy goes back around and starts the pay for the person behind you change. Have you seen that skit? I've the 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55. I've not seen the skip, but I'm familiar okay. with the practice. And the I, I has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been in at a drive through and somebody uh, pays for yours? I have not. Oh my, it's happened to me it's like roulette, dude. It's happened to me multiple times, and I'm always stuck on whether or not you like you're supposed to keep you it going, it, right? You do it I'm, usually what, if everyone's just paying like. For everyone's meal like what are we doing okay i'm i'm done doing the thing that i was going all right, to do. All right. i wanted to know what FanDuel's um odds were for demar hamlin to win comeback player of the year oh it's got to be uh ten thousand. it's minus 350 <laughs> still might be worth putting 20 bucks <laughs> if you make I, I, he's gonna make the team like i it, right. He, the first time he, he takes one regular season snap, he's going to win the award. Right. He's, he played in the preseason he, game. He should be. He should win. Right. The award. It's an unprecedented thing to come back from dying on the field. Yes. Uh, you, I would say very much, very much worthy of comeback player. It's kind of cool. His next game's uh Saturday in Pittsburgh. So like it's hometown for him. Oh, that's yeah. yeah he's so, played a pit. That's cool. Got the first one in Buffalo, the second one in Pittsburgh. So it's a, an incredible story. All rooting for Demar. They blitzed him, Kyle. They blitzed Demar in the game. So we're gonna give you a chance. Go make a play. Said he was ready to go, man. Sean's <laughs> been saying, "Wait, we're gonna follow your cadence." So, all right. Jordan Love. I think that's where I'd like yeah. to start. Right. That's that's a, that's a big quarterback um, in a big situation here, and I, I I was encouraged with what he showcased out there. Seven to ten had the touchdown uh, connection and looked confident. I don't. I, I thought Jordan Love's looked good in the preseason and, and years past, though. Too, he had one bad throw. That over route that he missed was a bad miss. Touchdown pass was a nice touch. Throw, yeah, nice touch. Dropped it straight out of the helicopter. Right? Was that JT says that JT O'Sullivan says that? Dropped that thing right out of a helicopter, just straight down. Can't, can't relate to doing it, but it sounds cool. Right. Uh, throwing on the move, he ripped that. Is it Dubs or Dobbs? You're getting arrested no matter what. <laughs> he ripped that crossing route on that naked rollout to his left to number 87, and he put some big-time heat on that. <laughs> I was mid-sip. You can't do that when I'm mid-sip. <laughs> he put some heat on that ball, um, and it was right on the money. And I think they only put three guys out in the routes on that play. So it's like they did, from a spacing perspective – there there was a hole in zone coverage for him to thread the ball and and he did so very well i thought he threw well on the move i agree with you i thought he looked really good but just the the crosser was a bummer of a miss because it would have been a big hit i think that's okay though sean clifford came in and he had a pulse when that was a little surprising to me apparently he's looked good in training camp jokes on us penn state was obviously just limiting him (laughs) clearly is this going to be the next guy that was just like, and then Aiden O'Connell too at Purdue and played lights out for the Raiders yesterday. 
it's kind of like Tennessee for a while there. They just, they weren't developing any of their talent. They were getting talented players. And then you see guys that were like marginal players at Tennessee being good NFL players, like, like Emmanuel uh, Mosley, Kyle Phillips, shy Tuttle, like all these guys, yeah. like just, Never developed under Butch Davis or whatever coaches they wind up having. There for being a twelve-year starter at Penn State, never developing at all, and then going to right. I feel like he had his time. <laughs> Who's that guy that's coming in that with that's got all the arm talent in the world? Oh yeah, I, I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head, but Penn State's excited. transfer transfer. Get out I of there! They can make some noise. Yeah. Um, I thought Dorian Thompson Robinson's had a heck of a stretch to start in the preseason. They obviously played in the preseason uh, Hall of Fame game uh, to open the preseason. Uh, he was 9 of 10 yesterday or th- this past weekend did some really nice things from a uh, reads and, and patience in the pocket perspective, I thought, Let, letting plays play out. Obviously, the athleticism there is is through the roof uh, with what he's capable of doing and DTR is going to mess around and be the backup quarterback in Cleveland. I, that was my question for you because you got Watson, you've got DTR, you've got Kellen Mond, you've got Josh Dobbs. Mond? Yeah. Texas A&M, future starter for the Minnesota nope. Vikings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, look, I think those other two guys, Mond's still a younger guy, right, but has not looked good. And then Josh Dobbs, like we know who Josh Dobbs is at this point, right? I think so. DTR, I think is a younger player, obviously an experienced player playing at UCLA as a starting quarterback, a little bit of a different offense. That's probably going to be a little bit more friendly to him versus the chip offense was in college, better receivers to throw to. When's the last UCLA rod receiver that came through that was like a good player? That wasn't a slot player like Kyle Phillips. Well, I mean, do we know enough about Kyle Phillips to label him? Uh... No, but I'm sure that there's going to be some either UCLA fan or some Tennessee Titans fan that's going to listen and be like, oh, the Kyle Phillips. Um, let's let's do the thing. We're going to do the thing. OK, I got uh, so last the last drafted receiver from. UCLA is Kyle Phillips. Uh, Jordan Lasley in 2018 was the one before that. You might have, you might be onto something here. Uh, Jordan Payton, 2016. Devin Fuller, 2016. I remember Devin Fuller. Shaq Evans. Shaq Evans, 2014. Shaq Evans. I remember that scouting report. Terrence, Terrence Austin. Austin. Yeah. Matthew, Matthew Slater. Slater. There it is. That's the guy. 2000. Not a good wide receiver. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Tab Perry, Craig Bragg. Freddie Mitchell, first rounder. That Red X. Yeah, boy. 2001. Danny Farmer. J.J. Stokes. There J. J. it is. 95. Stokes. We found the guy. J.J. Stokes. And then you keep going. It's it's Sean LaPel, Scott Miller in 1991. Okay. UCLA, UCLA is not wide receiver you. We got Flipper it. Anderson. Hey, there you go. There's a Paco name. Paco Craig in 1988 in the 10th round. Mike Sherrard. Mike the Young. Good, the Mount Rushmore of UCLA receivers is very clearly J.J. Stokes, uh, Flipper Anderson, Ricky Matthew Hawkins Slater by default, Homer Butler. I have to admit something. I had no idea Matthew Slater went to UCLA until this moment. Norm Anderson. This is incredible. 
1968, and I still don't have a wide receiver that I know who they are. You know, come on. You knew Stokes, and you knew Flipper Anderson, right. and you knew. Beyond, beyond the ones that either J.J. Stokes, Freddie Mitchell, that were like starting wide receivers when we were growing up, or the guys that I actually did any battle on. So you get past J.J. Stokes, and it's like, I don't know who any of these dudes are. I think your point is well taken that UCLA has not been a wide receiver factory. Free DTR. Now he's now he's got some guys to throw to. <laughs> he's gonna be the backup quarterback. He will be the backup quarterback. Should be. Should be. Um, I don't know. Do, you, do we don't have to talk about Justin Fields? No, it's that Stetson Bennett. I mean, there's point. There's I watched it. There's points in times where he was back there just kind of dealing. But man, he had he put the ball in harm's way like three different times as well. So I'm not ready to like crown him yet. Um, um can I interject there to just kind of prove your point? Sure. Take the statistic for whatever you will. There is one quarterback. There is one quarterback through all the games in the preseason thus far that has three turnover worthy throws. And it's Stetson Bennett. He's the only one. Only one. He might have. He threw the ball a ton, though. He had like thirty passing attempts, right? He had, uh, he, he had twenty-nine. Okay. The only quarterbacks with more, Kellen Mond, <laughs> is thirty-one. <laughs> but that might be two games combined for Mond, right? It is. And then Will Greer had thirty-one pass attempts. Will like Greer is he, is he on the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. Now he has two turnover-worthy plays. Makes sense. That's on board. So. There you go. That's a lot of young quarterbacks played. A lot of exciting storylines for the preseason playing themselves out for us. We gave you some uh, deep dive on certain performances. We gave you some big picture conversations. We figured out UCLA's wide receiver heritage is not where you want to be in the pantheon of NFL draft, NFL, and college football. And we are out of here. And we'll be back again tomorrow. So we hope you plan accordingly. Make us a part of your day. We appreciate our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis here on the Lockdown Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a good one. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace.